0: Hello, this is Gary. I'm recording in my brand new place. The sound is different. When we recorded this episode, we didn't have our pop filters and our, uh, we're on a travel rig, so it sounds a little bit worse for wear. Please bear with us, and uh, thanks.
1: Welcome to the Watch Out for Fireballs audiobook feeder presentation of Blaster Master, a book written by FX9 for the Worlds of Power series. We resume our reading with chapter 20. Welcome, my human friends. You are made of tougher stuff than I expected. Up close, the voice was unbearable. Jason covered his ears and dropped to his knees. He couldn't look. Part of it was the brightness, so intense that it seemed to burn through his eyes. But mainly, Jason was shielding himself from the very appearance of the plutonium boss. Through stilted eyes, Jason forced himself to look at his nemesis, at the monster who had destroyed his beloved friend. First, there was the head. A head the size of a building. Two huge, muscled lumps where the eyes should have been, fleshy folds rippled down the center of the head, ending in a gruesome mouth surrounded by hordes. The mouth was in constant motion, dripping fireballs revealing jagged, dagger like teeth. The head had no body. Instead, Two muscular legs jutted out from each side. "'What's the matter?' the Plutonium boss taunted, fire spitting from its mouth. "'You do not find me attractive?' "'Get away from me,' Alex said. "'I hate rats!' Jason looked at his friend. "'Rats? Where did you see?' "'Silence!' the Plutonium boss cut him off. "'I must admit I underestimated you humans. "'Perhaps you are now afraid that your journey is in vain.' That I will simply vanquish you right now, but you are wrong. I intend to reward you. Jason and Alex exchanged an uneasy glance. For this honor, I have chosen only one other person. Rocking from foot to foot, the plutonium boss stepped aside. Chained to one of the pipes, looking haggard and exhausted, was Eve. Jason, she said, her voice hoarse. He is a rat to Alex. To me, he is a horrible flying predator from Signar-El. To you, he's something else. The plutonium boss actually has no form visible to the naked eye. He takes the shape of something that he knows will frighten you. For each person, the form is different. Jason didn't know what to say. Was she real? She had to be. The plutonium boss had no need to fake him out anymore. He turned to the boss and drew his gun. You rotten coward. Jason, no, Alex shouted. He'll kill us all. Jason ignored his friend. He fired. The plutonium boss took the full force of the laser blast. Nothing happened. There was no color change, no scream of pain. He simply opened his mouth. Out flew a brilliant flare of light. It shot directly towards Jason's hand. The gun went flying away and clattered to the floor. The plutonium boss's laugh once again assaulted his senses. A peculiar way to show gratitude, especially after I have deemed you worthy to test my new creation what are you talking about? Alex stammered. The structure before you is my cyclotron. With it, I will be able to accelerate my plans for the Earth. No more waiting around for eons like I did at L. He roared with self-satisfaction. However, in my haste to build it, I have not been able to test it adequately. I need a few... volunteers. Say, three. Count me out! Alex snapped. Just point me to the nearest blowhole and I'm out of here. Suddenly, Alex began moving toward the cyclotron, not walking, not running. His feet were dragging on the ground as if he were being pulled. Hey, what's going on? Jason looked down. The same thing was happening to him. His eyes widened with terror as the cyclotron loomed closer. A whirring noise began. A red neon sign flashed cycle beginning. The dull green glow around them diminished. The cyclotron was sapping the energy of the entire underworld. The radiation from the walls, the power of the robots, all of it was being drawn to the white machine before them. No! Jason and Alex shouted as they were drawn closer. But there was no defense. In seconds, they would be ripped apart without a trace. This concludes Chapter 20 of Blaster Master, part of the Worlds of Power series, presented as a part of Watch Out for Fireballs. (laughs) Boop, <laughs> boop,
0: Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. you know the thing to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Retro
1: Games podcast. Yes, and this week we are talking about Blaster Master, which is a platform game developed by Tokai Engineering and published by Sunsoft for the NES in 1988.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of a lost classic of the NES. Um, like second tier, like everybody loves Zelda and Castlevania and Mario, and then there's your like bionic commandos and, and blaster <laughs> masters and batman and stuff yeah um so this is kind of that and one of the reasons it's so memorable is that this game is like an early example of a kind of hybrid game there are two modes of play um the side scrolling section and then this other section which is a overhead kind of fester's quest <laughs> uh, way of playing which dams it a little bit but it's better than fester's quest
1: <laughs> well it dams it because this game's success Primarily led to several of those top-down, sunsoft uh, uh, games that are not very well regarded, like that and Gremlins Two.
0: Gremlins Two is not bad. Yeah, did you ever play Gremlins Two? No, I didn't. I it's, just kind of good. Like it's, yeah. it's. I mean, it's. I didn't even know it was maligned. Like mm-hmm. Gremlins Two is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, and I would also say, and this is you know maybe semi-controversial, um, and we're in person now, so like if there's consequences. I'll face them. Um, <laughs> Would, would, this would be the weirdest thing for you to actually get mad enough to be driven to violence. But uh, I think the overrated sections of this game are uh, under like underrated. Like, yep. not terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought, like, I played it when I was young, and I always thought it was terrible because uh, Jeremy Parrish on Retronauts kind of bad mouths them. And I don't think that they're, and I'm not putting him on blast. Like, I don't, he's <laughs> never been like, the, you know, like, it's a big diarrhea dump or anything. Like, he doesn't do that. He's <laughs> just been like, yeah, those are the bad sections. Yeah. And it's not as good, but they're not that bad. Yeah. Like, it's fine. It's just not quite as strong as the side-scrolling stuff.
1: Yeah. I think think that, yeah, so what we're talking about is sometimes you get out of the the, the tank that you're going to be playing around with. And when you're in the tank doing the side-scrolling thing, you're you're making progress, it feels like, right? It's light, it's breezy, you feel really empowered. But then you get out and you do these overhead sections. And I think that what makes those a little bit less satisfying is the fact that you're not guaranteed that you're making progress when you're doing uh, that.
0: And the progress you've made doesn't... Count right. So like it is a Metroidvania type game, but the upgrades you've received all go to the tank. Yes. And the upgrades you receive as a person um, are, are are incredibly are, fleeting. Are fleeting, like in real life. Yeah. So, um,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's those two modes, and you know I can't think of any game I've I've played that does it kind of this kind of fluidly, I suppose, because you, you've got like Bionic Commando, but those are. You know, different stages like the top-down stuff where it is commando is like a bonus stage kind of thing. So, like this causes you, it asks you to do it pretty frequently to make and, that switch.
0: Well, and they're both action-based because you have you have yeah. things obviously like um, Zelda Two, mm-hmm. uh, but that's just an overworld. Yeah. You know, like you know, this is more than an overworld. You know,
1: <laughs> That's my favorite journey song. Yeah.
0: It's, it's yes, it is. It is. Uh, it I know, is that's a Boston song. Boston. Fuck. That's that's what you are going for.
1: <laughs> yep. There we go. Um, <laughs> karaoke standards. <yep>. Yeah. <laughs> So um but this tank that you're in, her name is Sophia, although actually that's supposed to be the name of the planet. But isn't Sophia the, two? Sophia the third.
0: Sophia the third. I like that a lot.
1: <laughs> she's a she's a prim lady. They, they
0: went through a lot of different tanks before they <laughs> yep. it's dark. I went I went bluebeard on it and you went <laughs> you yeah. You went heritage on it, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um
1: but yeah, you do these kind of like side-scrolling things and um it's funny because that is how you platform. So you have a tank that can jump mm-hmm. and eventually drive on walls and drive on ceilings and all that. And the, the Metroid kind of progress that you're making here is actually upgrading the tank's capabilities through these modules that you get by fighting these these bosses on foot.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the other times you're fighting, you're this little boy named Jason and we'll talk about the plot like how he he got put in this situation but you may as well just be fighting like fighting as like a little trooper and the Japanese version of this does not have the same story and is not the same you know it doesn't have the same kind of theming to it Mm -hmm. like it's you know it's the planet of Sophia and you're just like a warrior in that game (laughs) Um, so you have these uh, different special weapons in the tank uh, similar to Castlevania sub weapons Um, so you have homing missiles these thunderbolts that just go directly downward which is Mm -hmm. very interesting and then cluster missiles which is like a spread shot
1: yeah. And uh, boy, did I always have 99 of each of these.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, if you do any exploring, it's very easy to say it's topped out. Yeah. Um, but they're necessary in a way. Like, similar, they do the same thing that they do in Castlevania, where the idea is that these are used to attack enemies that are outside of your normal trajectory. Yeah. So if something's approaching from below or above, you can use a sub-weapon on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the overall structure of the game is like Metroid. I think leading up to this, we call this uh, a Metroidvania-style game. Uh, just because there are these different kind of biomes that are interconnected and you're expected to use your expanded capabilities to uh, to backtrack uh, at several occasions. And boy, oh boy, just use a map because it shipped with one anyway.
0: Yeah, there's, there's a map in the manual and it's not as like... So it's a Metroidvania in that respect and that's what I called it and I'll stand by that, but it doesn't have the Metroid aspect of like... Sense of mystery. No. And it's not in the sense of secrets and it's not as complicated. It just is Metroidvania in that strict sense of like your progress is gated by a tool that mm-hmm. you have to go get and then backtrack to go get through areas you couldn't get through before.
1: Yeah, it's a Metroidvania in the sense of like Arkham is a Metro yeah. Arkham Asylum is a yeah, Metroidvania. Yeah, which like
0: you, yeah. you could argue for sure. Yeah. Um or like many games are now kind of Metroidvania's. But yeah. it does it. you know, you're not just getting keys, you're getting verbs yeah you know so that's the the kind of strength of it um the other top down elements which we mentioned which really just come down to doors that are too big for the tank or too small or too yeah too small for the tank it's scared of them yeah. like a dog <laughs> <laughs> it, they look like mouths. um that's where you're going to get power-ups for you for uh for your tank it's where you're going to get power-ups for for jason and it's where all the boss fights are
1: yeah um so uh as you're playing as jason in these sections you have these two meters there's your life which is self-explanatory And then it's a little bit like a shoot 'em up where you're getting, you're filling this other meter, your gun meter, and it is changing kind of the number of projectiles and the path of the projectiles from like this pea shooter that only goes, you know, a couple of tiles over to just this massive, tangled, you know, cluster of bullets that will travel
0: all the way across the room. It's, it's most like Cave Story. Oh, yeah. So, like, it's a cave story in that, like, the more you get gun-powered up, uh, the changes the shape and everything, but then Mm -hmm. also in that when you take damage, it downgrades your weapon.
1: It downgrades so fast. It
0: downgrades really, really quickly. Like, life is gained and lost really fast in this game. Um, Life power-ups are really frequent, and getting used to that kind of push and pull took a little while for me. Like, I'm used to life refill items being a little bit more precious Mm -hmm. than that and being able to avoid damage more often but this game there's less of that like you're you know even when you're the tank you're very mobile for a tank Mm -hmm. um but you're not you know that mobile so you're going to get hit but again you can always refill your life and that ends up being the, the case in the top down sections as well but gun power ups are way rarer so it's very easy for those the life power ups you're getting to outpace your gun power ups and just be at low gun health um to ameliorate that you also have a grenade which uh, has a very, very short range and a very, very weird hitbox. And that's supposed to be like your backup. Like you have a very, I think it's eight times as strong as your weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, so you always have something that does high damage, but if you're low on gunpowder, you have to get really close to it. Yeah. So that's the trade-off.
1: So this is a bit of a bummer system. It bums me out even more here than it did in Cave Story because it does feel like a rich get richer
0: kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, when
1: you're anywhere from zero to one third full, you're just kind of scrapping by... But if you have maximum, then you're pretty much just swimming in these power ups because you're felling these enemies.
0: I I found like I didn't think it was that rich get richer. I thought the pro- the reason why it bounded me out was that um, when you're in the top down section, it's a little bit too zoomed in, yeah. And it's really easy for something to hit you from off screen. Like you're you're pretty plotting and slow, so it's very easy to start losing that that strength, mm-hmm. um, like really really rapidly. Um, whereas in Cave Story, like, you do kind of gain and lose it, but Cave Story, I felt like um, it we just lost your power-ups slower yeah. than this. Like, this just happens quicker because you're going to get hit. Mm-hmm. There's, like, Medusa-type enemies that come on, you know, in waves off the side of the screen and shit. They're going to hit you. Yeah. Um, so even having full health. And, and it, it also is kind of negatively impacted by how important it is to come into a boss fight with full gun. For sure. Um. You know, so, and there are bosses that are, you know, I really struggled with and all the guys were just like coming with full gun. And I was just like, well, I, would I, like I to. can't, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, I can't leave me alone. Game facts. <laughs> Bully. Like I, I can't do
1: it. <laughs> all right. So the secret is go into this dungeon at the beginning of this, uh, of this stage, get a gun and then just and keep then it don't until the end.
0: Yeah. But there, there's things flying off the side of the screen. I can't do it. <laughs> um, so that was like the frustrating part of it. Yeah. You know, for me,
1: something that feels pretty forward looking or at least, uh, um, a little bit humane for this game is the fact that you do have separate health bars mm-hmm. as the tank and as Jason. So like you're not going to come limping out of a dungeon and then get killed by the first yeah. thing that you run into in the
0: tank. The tank will also refill your health. Yes. So like that's you know you you get to, to resupply and stuff, which is really cool. Um yeah so the uh the developer of this game, uh Yoshiaki Fanky Awata. <laughs> <Fanky laughs> he's is a nickname he's
1: credited as Fanky.
0: I like to call him Fanky. Um, I say the Blaster Master came from an effort to make the best game on the NES, both in terms of play and graphics, (laughs) which is like the best game is saying a lot like it is like the production values are really high. Like Mm -hmm. it's a good looking game. The music's phenomenal. Oh, gosh. And like it controls really well. Like it feels good. Like it's a good game. Mm -hmm. It's a really good game. But like best game, you know, shoot for it you know the, like I, I believe that he was trying for that but i wouldn't say this is the best nes game
1: no it's just the the wikipedia article for this and any other like supporting interviews you read that they're citing and that are just hilarious because that is so incredibly hubristic yeah like so what was your goal
0: oh to be good yeah yeah <laughs> cool great yeah that's, that's that's lots of people's goal that's that's laudable of laws yeah well i mean the very like it, I, I say that it's like oh that's the, like a lot of people's goal but there are a lot of like just cheap shit outs yeah you know nes shit outs yeah uh, that phrase yeah as opposed to shit in classic <laughs> oh yeah she's a shit in on hoarders like nes shit outs though there are a bunch of that's the uh, nes shit outs that you mm-hmm. have to worry about and this yeah. is uh, not one of those yeah the shovel shits yeah yeah
1: uh, yeah <laughs> the shovel knight series took a weird turn yeah but at least he's, he's not saying this was the best he's just saying that was
0: already yeah so.
1: So I don't want to mischaracterize
0: what, what this man said. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. good good job. Thank you. <laughs>
1: uh, there was a sequel for this. and uh, the, the direct sequel was on the Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. And then there are just kind of some more that ended up on, like, PlayStation. And then there's a WiiWare original game.
0: And there's a Game Boy out. version as well, the Blaster Master Jr. Yeah. Whatever, which is super cute. <laughs> so. yeah. It's because it's a teenager. Why does he have kids? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's, I think... No, it's not that one. I think this is in... Uh, blaster master blasting again um is is it's actually his kid with a character from the book the world's of power book mm-hmm. um which is canon like that's <laughs> well, really strange
1: well this has like this crazy bifurcated canon like the, the the timeline in this is crazy because most of the sequels are from the american version of the story
0: yeah you have to get the blaster master historia dark horse book <laughs> yeah. and finally straighten this shit out yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I think one of the reasons that this uh, c- is considered a forgotten classic, like we like we talked about, is that people don't think it continued on.
0: Yeah, but yeah. It, but it did. The it, sequels were just not very good. Yeah, like uh, like by all accounts, like the Game Boy one was not originally a Blaster Master game. Um, the Genesis one was another development company that like forgot what made the game good. Apparently, you know, yeah. from everything I've read, um, which is a bummer because I I would could stand to have a you know a good. Blaster Master game. I'm curious you know, about one. the WiiWare one though. Yeah, like, me too. I think
1: the only mark against that that I can see, at least from when I looked at it, you know, when I looked at it, was that it was a WiiWare game. Yeah, and that is just a black hole from which no games
0: and which means existence. It, like, yeah, nobody will ever be able to play it in like a year. <laughs> yep. Like, it's just like that's such a tenuous, you know, platform. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, you know, pretty cool. Like, I, I dig it. I would love it if there were more of of this series because the the basic kind of idea of it, similar to Bionic Commando and how that was rife for a remake kind of thing mm-hmm. is this idea of like okay you're in a tank and then you're in these overhead sections and the way they interplay is really cool yeah um, especially for when this came out like that's that's yeah. great
1: i'd be curious to see what they could do with like physics and stuff or like to do like some kind of like super paper mario yeah kind of thing where yeah. it's the same map but you uh um, you know, change perspective when you're out of it. That would be cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. Blasting again is in 3D, which like, that seems really strange <laughs> to me.
1: It, it, well, it looks like a, uh, oh gosh, like a Blast Core yeah. kind of thing, except yeah. on PlayStation, so the draw distance is even worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, uh, tell us a little bit about the, the plot, Cole.
1: Well, do you want to hear about the Japanese version or the American version?
0: Let's hear about both.
1: <laughs> okay, so the plot to the Japanese version <laughs> is inappropriately complicated let's just say that because it involves a dark space emperor and the plot to unseat him from the inbem dark star cluster okay okay um and this was dramatically simplified in the localization because it was way too much like an anime at least according to the sources that i read <laughs>
0: I would, why aren't more things changed when they're too much like an anime like so much of my life would be better if like just someone would looked at anything i was like this is too much like an anime make it less like an anime
1: <laughs> wait a minute somebody just repelled
0: in from the floor <laughs> yeah, just nobody knows where i live i moved um, you how'd guys, you find us you can't stop me now i can sit in my room alone and talk shit about anime to my cat all day long um the American version, though, is a marked improvement in the plot because it has that kind of like video game bonkersness that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, where there's a boy named Jason. He loves his pet frog. Unfortunately, this frog escapes one day and jumps down a crate or uh, a hole full of radioactive material. No, it's, a, it's an open crate. Yeah, oh, yeah, the crate, Yeah, the radioactive material, like just in his backyard, too, yeah. and then goes down a hole. So frog has been irradiated and then goes down a pit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And so Jason follows him and finds this massive underground cavern world at the center of the earth which is filled with mutants. Yep. And he also finds a, a gigantic tank named Sophia, the manual for operating her and this power suit. So he can set about defeating the mutant leader of plutonium and rescue us from
0: AKA plutonium boss. Yep. Which like that's a cool name. That's real sweary. Yeah. Like plutonium boss. <laughs> um, the, uh, in the, the worlds of power book, there's a love interest as well. Who's down here, which like makes a sense because she explains like, hey you're here to help us like you know she explains things that he just is like well there's armor might as well wear it you know
1: um i <laughs> see i'm hoping as so i'm gonna read the world's power book here um i'm hoping there's like a like a hero's journey arc like at any point does he reject the journey <laughs> no does he face his shadow
0: no no it's really bad like he he spends a lot of time shooting and jumping <laughs> like it's just it, it's it's which is what you do in the game but that doesn't make for a good novel
1: is there is there any uh uh implied homosexual pizza eating uh, um, <laughs> like there is at the beginning of bionic commando there, there's overt
0: okay <laughs> homosexual pizza eating <laughs> All right. but what a pizza wants to do with another pizza in its own time well yeah no that's fine it's not my business that's, i'm not i'm not whatever shit. you do in the box is fine with me <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs>
1: so so we can uh we can go into these areas and so this is le- this is gonna be less of a beat by beat just because it is, it does kind of defy that there's no real progression we can talk about but each of these areas has its own little gimmick and it's thing it's trying to you know teach you yeah um or at least a challenge that it's putting you up to
0: yeah and and you know with some success you know some more successful than others um it will be a breezy episode which they tend to be when we do nes games um that's you know for people who are listening who are disappointed um that's by design like we are in the throw we're you know two days away or one day away from portland retro gaming expo so we did a game that was quick to play and quick to talk about uh on purpose yeah
1: so, but we're in person, so we have that different energy.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it'll be quicker, but hopefully uh, you get the same amount of, of, of verve. <laughs> Um, yeah so area one these are and one of the weird things about this being a Metroidvania is that the areas are so delineated Mm -hmm. so like you there are levels but you don't just you can go back and forth which like when I was younger I don't know if I got far enough to have to backtrack when I played this when I was young because I played it when I was very young it was one of the first NES games I played in the kind of second batch Um, but it was uh, that's Mm counterintuitive the fact that like I'm in area three and now I that connects to area seven and area one you Mm -hmm. know it seems like they should have names
1: yeah and what's funny is it doesn't start out with that Metroid uh, little learning moment where it has you run left yeah, first. exactly. Like, yeah. You start out against this wall, this wall that becomes the literal wall that, that stops most people from progressing beyond yeah. Area 3, and you're just kind of told to go right. So if you're just coming into a very little knowledge of how this is structured, you could be forgiven for thinking that it is like a Castlevania where it is more linear.
0: Yeah. But Area 1 does a good job of setting, at least, uh, you know, setting up the challenge and having a gentle difficulty curve. Yep. Um, you know, it is, uh, it, it sets you down, um, you know, there's really nice, like, jaunty music. It's very, <laughs> you know, again, very appealing. And yeah. we're going to put a lot of, uh, a lot of that in the episode.
1: Yes, definitely. Like, this, this particular track is one that pops up in a lot of, like, compilation, remix kind of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't play this when I was young, and I only played it, um, on emulators back around like 2000, but I can't, I could never quite place that melody. And when I heard it, I had this immediate wash of familiarity.
0: Yeah. 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 It, it was like the Sunsoft NES thing, because all those games had great music. Yeah. Like the Sunsoft uh, Batman game is so good music-wise. Um, so it's kind of just teaching you how to maneuver in the tank. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, the jumping feels a little bit different than like your Mario jumps. It's bouncier. Um, because of the suspension on the tank actually which is kind of it's like animated really well yeah. like when you land like and everything it looks really good
1: yeah there's like anticipation and follow through
0: yeah yeah and there's, there's a sense of momentum that there isn't in other platformers because you have yeah. wheels mm-hmm. um, you know so you're getting used to that and you're getting used to your shooting which is mostly forward but you can actually fire up if you'd like to as well you you uh, can't fire
1: diagonally even though there is a diagonal animation sprite
0: yeah it's, it's just it's a frame of animation between forward and up but you can't fire during that time which would have been useful if you could
1: yeah but this is throwing a couple of softball enemies at you and some softball platforming um, as you go along.
0: I, I forget. Are there any? Are there are there death drops? No death yeah. drops. Okay. Here, yeah. um, just just a regular like kind of Goomba style weird little men yeah. that you fight like you know mutants and everything. Um, and there's nothing that tells you, again, you have to read the manual because it's an NES game. But if you want to, you can get out at Jason at any time, which I think is really cool that you can do it at any time. Yeah. Um, it's very rarely useful in areas where you can be the tank, usually want to be the tank. Mm-hmm. Um, and they subvert that later in an interesting way. But for now, if you want to, you can experiment. And Jason um, can't fall. Like, you can jump really high because you're a video game character, but if you yeah. fall past your jump height, you more or less take a lot of damage
1: yeah, because you can't, uh, it's an instant death because it figures out you can't get back to the tank.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They have, oh. they have to, uh, stop you from tricking yourself or trapping yourself. Mm-hmm. Even though if you do, like I watched a, a couple speedruns speed runs of this and the, most of the speedrunning has to do with like, you know, damage boosting out of the tank, like, or, or glitching through the walls out of the tank and then dying to get the tank back. Oh. So teleporting the tank to you by continuing. Oh, um, and then to in order to get out of that instant death in the like European version, if you pause, it resets your like fall counter or whatever. Huh. So it resets your fall momentum, and you can fall an unlimited amount. Oh,
1: what's the what's the speed run on this?
0: Um, like twenty six minutes down for about
1: something. six hours is what it took me.
0: Yeah, and the, yeah. that's the thing is we, we wanted, I was looking for something that like was like three hours long, but denying to skate this being as hard as it is. Yeah, so it gets really hard in the end. I probably spend about six hours too. Yeah,
1: so. Yeah. So there's a point where you come to a ladder and you can't go down it. And this is kind of where it's telling you to get out. You get out by pressing select um, and you climb down. And I love how vulnerable you feel, especially like it has you going down to this little cave and having an enemy that you have to either, you know, avoid or yeah. take down with your gun, which you can, it's just, you're so tiny.
0: Well, and you're also way less powerful. Like your gun, even from the start, like in the, you know, blaster master units or whatever, um, you do like about a third of the damage of your gun, mm-hmm. you know, just with your, with your blaster. You've been no way mastered. It. <laughs> yeah, but
1: this uh, this takes you into the, one of those overhead areas, and really, you're only ever contending with these eyeball type things that will um, kind of roll after you when you walk by them.
0: Yeah, yeah. At least initially, like they, they up the complexity of the enemies in this, these areas, kind of to its detriment, I think. Yeah. But initially, I'm I'm down with it, um, and just kind of some simple traversal, like uh, you know, spiked areas, and and walls and the like. And essentially, like with these overhead areas, you just need to remember to always be shooting. Because there's probably okay. something on the edge of the screen that could pop in, so yeah. like, never take your your finger off the fire button. <laughs> I
1: love the idea of these spikes because they don't look like very wicked spikes. This is like Die Hard.
0: No, yeah, yeah. It looks <laughs> the like boots like were it's, gone when he like found the suit. attack. <laughs> yeah, like it, it would like I could survive it.
1: Um, <laughs> but, um yeah. There's a there's a tour of any boss which gets you this payload of pickups, and that's really for the majority of these. It's a little bit of a risk or reward kind of thing because you have to hope that. You can get through through it and back out. Mm-hmm. Um, you can exfiltrate without losing more than you got by yeah, getting yeah, to yeah. the end of it.
0: Yeah, and, and mercifully, when you uh, finish with bosses, they teleport you back to the entrance. Yeah, but for regular one regular uh, caves, they don't. And really, like it, it does have this this rhythm of scavenging. Yeah. You know, which is kind of cool. Like, you're you're running around this tank, and it's like, oh, I need supplies for my tank. Like, I, you know, I'm fighting these worms, and I can't fight them with my regular gun. Like, I need to go find one of these caves to look for stuff for my tank. It's kind of neat. Like, that. that's, like, something that I could envision doing if I was chasing my frog, like, down <laughs> into a cave. So.
1: <laughs> well, it's a universal. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, a universal thing. struggle. Yeah. It's man like versus man, man versus self, man, man versus, versus cave via <laughs> yeah. frog.
0: Yeah. Man versus self, man versus food man versus cave <laughs> um,
1: I also love how shameless this game is in uh cribbing from other things because the uh, the kind of the latter half of this area in the side scrolling you're in uh you're in the water
0: mm-hmm. and you're
1: fighting these jellyfish that are just metroids, yeah, they look
0: exactly like metroids,
1: <laughs> and once you get through the final labyrinth which has these awesome uh um, metal masks that look like some of those end game enemies from final fantasy four.
0: I love those things. The, yeah. The,
1: the floating heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those things are great. Yeah. The, the, the boss of this area is called mother brain. Yeah. And all of the materials I saw, I wondered if that was a fan name. It may be, but it's pervasive.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just talk about like kind of how the boss fights work. Like yeah. you go through this labyrinth and then you go into a room that's clearly a dead end. Um, it gets dark. You fight on this like kind of striking black background whenever you fight the enemies. Yeah. Which I kind of dig. Um but the when you're out and about outside of the tank, you're not very maneuverable is kind of the issue. So like and a lot of the enemies just have these um they're designed like shooter bosses. When you're comparing the power up system to a shooter, like it's like, oh, this thing is a big centralized creature that's gonna have things spinning around it. Yeah. You know, it's just gonna keep doing that. And they're kind of designed like shooter bosses, but you're just not maneuverable enough to dodge really yeah you know so it's like some of them become become like um just you know hammer on the button and see if you can wear it down like i i won so many boss fights in this game by the seat of my pants i like just barely defeated them i just lucked out
1: well and through the progression they do they're pretty heinous about restricting the weak spots to something that's just you know just a very very small in proportion to the rest of the enemy um, and also the, the 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 time that they're vulnerable as well. Yeah, yeah. So 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 like this this first one, most of it is a hit zone. But very quickly, we get down to actually needing to make a considered effort to either aim or have enough gun to where it doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah. And 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 certain levels of mid gun are actually worse for it because you don't fire <laughs> in a straight line, so your your fire rate suffers and you kind of shoot off to the side. Yeah. Or that one where you shoot and then it curves out. <laughs> Yeah, it's which not not useful for anybody. Like, um, like it's not even that useful in the regular section. So, like when that when I would get down to that level, I would just go grenade, yeah, and just try to get as close as I can because the enemies die faster with a grenade. It's much yeah. more powerful. You just have to have enough health to tank through it uh, when you get hit.
1: Yeah. So, so with with the, with that gun, the trajectory of your shot is the same as the trajectory of the drive of the hero from Caddyshack 2? Oh, with yeah. his wicked slice yeah. yep it is exactly that I'm, it's so fun i can see when you're writing down yeah, <laughs> show notes. yeah. um uh, but um mother brain is a is a brain squid that has a uh, kind of this uh,
0: sphere of brains kind of going around it yep let's say yeah into that um yeah, but you just you just kind of attack it. Like the, early on, they don't do enough damage to make it difficult. Right. Um, we should make a mention that there's a really kind of famous glitch for this game. Yes, um, that's very similar to the yellow devil glitch uh, from Mega Man One, where if you hit an enemy with a grenade and pause the game, um, it will continue to take damage on every frame. Yeah, um, you know, so the game pauses, but you know, the enemy is still taking damage.
1: Yeah, so you, you have to do it when the when the enemy is flashing um, yeah. in order to make it work.
0: And you can't do it for every boss. Nope. Um, I tried it but did not rely on it because I wanted to play the game the way, the way you're supposed to. Yeah. Um, it is. I could see why people use it, though, because the bosses are really hard. Mm-hmm. One thing that I found out, though, when I tried it um, is that it works both ways. Like, if you're flashing when you pause it, you will also drain health. <laughs> so I you know, unpause it and then both of us just die. <laughs> um, there's also a boss that will continue to live after it runs out of health. For mm-hmm. a couple... Like, there's a glitch that can happen so a boss can have, like, three extra reserve hits in it. Hmm. And in the speedrunning community, it's, like, zombie boss. <laughs> they call I think it's, like, Area 5 or something like that. Okay. Um, but that's just also something, like, trivia huh. you know, for it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, so your reward for killing this boss is an upgrade for your cannon. Uh, is called Hyper, and a lot of the upgrades are kind of inscrutable in the way that they're named and what they do. But this one... Just lets you kill a tough enemy that was blocking your way to Area
0: 2. Yeah. Yep. So you head on over to Area 2, which is like a, an underground castle dungeon-like thing. Like, this is a medieval-themed area of, of <laughs> Under the Earth. Um, the architecture is so divergent. It, every every area looks very really different, which is cool, but like mm-hmm. this is super strange. Um, my uh, video game music cover band covered this song: the Area oh. 2 Blaster Master Music.
1: I can't remember it off the top of my head, so when mm-hmm. you cut it in. Oh, there
0: we go.
1: There we go. And in the, in the beginning, of he just... ...with these small bug enemies, this is one of my least favorite things in this era of game, actually, is the enemy that is too small for you to hit with regular attacks. Yeah. So you're either forced to jump over these pill bugs or get out and deal with them.
0: Or use sub-weapons. Like most of the sub-weapons will, will fight them, I think what they wanted to do was increase, like they either wanted to teach you to use sub weapons or teach you, make you more reliant on Jason, but both are not that fun. And the sub weapons have weird, like there's some weird hitbox stuff in general going on with this game. Um, I played it on Virtual Console on my 3DS, so it might be resultant of that. But like, there are lightning bolts. I was sure hit the bug and didn't hit the bug, you know? Or homing missiles. Like homing missiles are really weird. They will uh, home, but if you come in at the right angle, they will get stuck, just orbiting an enemy. Like they won't be able to land the shot um <laughs> if they like miss them. so th- there's a couple of problems with hitting these enemies that are weird angles and they just introduce it too early and too often like these bugs will are throughout the game like you're going to keep yeah. running into these things and they're always kind of a pain in the dick to fight um which is yeah.
1: that's what that's a little bit of a bummer too not that i'm finding things to be critical about but once an enemy is introduced pretty much just keep seeing it there's no such thing as an enemy that's just kind of in, you know native and yeah, endemic to a particular yeah there's no area. dungeon
0: ecology in this game yeah. like that's not what it's supposed to be which is like you know those are things that you yeah now. we expect now but it would be really ambitious then and at the same time though they do kind of exist in metroid yep um so i could see why it's disappointing um uh, yeah. something
1: that's a big kind of departure for this area and kind of indicates uh a bit of an arc for the complexity of the game it starts being maze-like now, mm-hmm. like you have these gigantic screens uh, with kind of complex networks of platforms. And we're going to see that for the next couple of areas before it kind of reverts back to being more linear.
0: Yeah, it does It does that. It has like a, a more open middle, which is kind of weird. Um, and, you know, again, like the game's shipped to the map. You could also, if you were mapping yourself, this would be very mm-hmm. easy to do on craft paper. Yeah. Like this isn't that much of a problem for the game like when i was playing it i was like at my initial response was just like ah, i don't like mazes that much
1: mm-hmm.
0: but um and the reason why i don't like mazes in these games or epic games is because there are fewer visual signposts to know where you're going yeah. so like when everything kind of has the same kind of color palette it's harder to to know uh but it's actually not that bad because the the game gives you the tools to do it and yeah. you know
1: and it, it, like i use maze very lately and so far as it's traversal challenge yeah. than like a navigation one because you're aware of kind of just the, the, the macro layout. You kind of know, oh, I'm, if I head down, I'm probably going to get where I need to be. Yeah. Stuff
0: like that.
1: This is also where they introduce some of the uh, lava acid. Yeah. Purple liquid that I don't know what it's supposed to be. It's purple drank. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a, yeah, yeah, it's Sizzler. Yeah, it's s- s-
1: s- <laughs> Yes, it is s- Sizzler. Sizzler.
0: Yeah, having dinner at the Sizzlerp with yeah. your uncle. <laughs>
1: no, Sizzlerp is the, the Sizzler's... Uh... Is that
0: when a Sizzler burns down? You get a Sizzlerp on your phone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I no. can overrun no. the like, meatballs you know how, from home.
1: You know how Taco Bell has Baja Blast? Yeah. Do? Yeah, that's their equivalent. Sizzlerp. Yeah.
0: Sizzlerp. <laughs> um, yeah, th- th- so this is introducing a lot of complexity right away, like mazes and death pits. Yeah. It's not instant death, but it is... You know, hurt, hurt you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also the labyrinth that you get to eventually. So there's a lot of game that we're just bypassing because yeah. it's just maze. Like you're just jumping over things and shooting things. Mm-hmm. So you'll, know, you'll forgive us for that. We're just hitting the themes. Um, but when you actually get to the maze, the overhead section of this, the mandatory one at the end, it's also difficult. Yeah. Um, it's more maze-like. Um, there are more enemies and fewer uh, power-ups, which like we should mention you actually get power-ups from shooting these blocks Yes. Kind of and they uh, respawn instantly as soon as they leave the edge of the screen, <laughs> which is, I have found really useful because you can kind of like farm if you need to mm-hmm. for shit. Um, they'll, you know, they're more, they'll, sometimes they'll respawn power ups with yeah. them or they'll be random ones. So like, it never hurt me. It was just kind of like, oh, weird. Like, every time I turn my back, I have no object permanence. Like, a wall. <laughs> or like, I have absolute object permanence. Wherever I turn my back, there's a wall. Like, it's, like, it's not, there's nothing. It just fills with matter. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's kind of like—is there an a name for that delusion that you don't like? You you think people go, yeah, well, yeah, this it's, lack like of object permanence. if I yeah. don't see you. You don't exist. Never mind. Yeah, yeah no. I, I just—you said that, and the reason I laughed is because there's a there's a particular screen right at the end of the game where that becomes real, mm-hmm. real annoying. Um, yeah, that's yeah. uh, good. Here, it it kind of seems, and I, you know, people who know more about the game than I do uh, can can speak to this, but it kind of seems like uh, there are some. Of fixed caches, there are especially toward like at the yeah. end. Like this is the reward cache, and then there are the uh, they're the ones that.
0: Yeah, oh. the, yeah, they're they're reward caches, but there are they can can spawn as well. Yeah, um, the boss here is the Crabulus. <laughs>
1: yeah, so this is a, a gigantic crab monster with uh, with a Venus flytrap maw on his back. This is distinct from the other crab boss that we fight, but very similar to the same crab boss we fight later.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's lots of crab bosses in here. Yeah. Um, which, one of the things we are talking about, how there's no dungeon ecology, um, a lot, I mean, I guess not the mother brain, but a lot of the enemies are just giant versions of, like, critters. Hmm. So these could just be, like, scorpions and, and fauna, you know, different uh, fauna that fell down the same pit that your frog did. Oh. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah, so these are, you know, they, they come, something about when things in our world interact with, this radiation they become you know mm-hmm. megafauna and and you know kind of take over these old domains yeah it's like their bonfire side chat for like blaster master
1: let's uh, do a repair to Crab. yeah um that's not even our thing <laughs> um but uh Crably, so you got these uh got these claws that are kind of connected by the by the disembodied spheres um implying his arms um and this uh, the bosses are not that difficult yet still mm-hmm. like they move in a very predictable pattern yeah. You know, like in these semicircles in front of it. And um, just kind of these very small fireballs intermittently. I think the biggest change is that the hit area does get smaller.
0: That is the, yeah. They don't make the enemy's patterns more complicated. They make the, you know, your window to attack smaller. And some of them become real endurance contests. We'll talk about one later where, like, you literally can stand in one place and be totally safe, but you just have to tap a tap a tap a for so long that, like, my arm, I was switching arms to do it, I, like, put my Game Boy down on the table and stuff. It was unreasonable. Um, after that is, uh, so this gives you the crusher, which allows you to blow up certain blocks. And it gives you these kind of just speaking of dark souls, because we always speak of dark souls. (laughs) There are these like dark souls ass, like kind of shortcuts. Like you have this crusher Mm -hmm. now and you can bypass big parts of the level by like blasting through certain walls. Um, and then later when you get the kind of traversal, uh, power ups, you can do that as well. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Like, I, I, that's pretty sophisticated for a game of this vintage.
1: Yeah, I definitely prefer when it does that as opposed to just the warp doors.
0: <laughs> yeah, the warp doors are not that good. And also because you can accidentally go in the warp doors, which always just, like, you never lose that much progress, mm. but it always feels kind of shitty. A little bit. Yeah.
1: So, Area 3, we've gone through Medieval Land. This might as well be Time Lord. Yeah. (laughs) Gone through Medieval Land. And uh, now we're into the Tech Dungeon, uh, which kind of looks like uh, (laughs) we are some of the action that's happening in the back of an R-type level.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, And this introduces these, like, death chandelier things that are pretty tough. Um, Just because they spray these little bombs on an unpredictable... Yeah. You know, kind of trajectories. Um, bomb throwing enemies are really common in this game, actually. Like, there are yeah. a lot of, like, grenades that get thrown at you, which is kind of weird. It's like a, like, it's it's
1: almost like a timed area denial kind, yeah. of, kind of thing. Um, but they're flashing, so it's really easy to, to kind of keep your eye on them. Yeah. I think that they're just kind of strategically placed to maybe they're trying to baffle you more than they actually accomplish.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The um, so kind there's not that actually that much of a gameplay element to this area, um, you know, because keep in mind that the traversal thing we just got was just a thing that lets us go through certain blocks, yeah. And you don't actually need to use it that much in this area, if at all. I yeah. recall
1: there are definitely areas later on that re- rely on that more.
0: Yeah, this is. A, it, it feels like a little bit of a missed opportunity to not like. Give you one of the more fun verbs up front, and then have you kind of test it.
1: I don't know if it's because I just finished Soma, but I kind of wish that the tech would like would have run, run a mm. and it's like, oh, it's kind of like overbuilding or like falling down. Yeah, and that's, that's what it was. Not my Monday morning
0: quarterback. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, which would, would have been a hard thing to, to convey right. in the game too. Um, but you know, you go through your enemies eventually, and you get to a boss, which I did not realize was named the Photophage. Which means light eater. And that's great. Gary, he is it metal? That's really metal. The photo page. The uh, the named sword in my book is called Daydrinker. So, like, it's very, you know... <laughs> so, I yeah. love that name. Right. Yeah. It's so good. It's, if I ever get a sword, that's going to be the name of it. And, like, part of me, now that I am single, like, I'm not uh, going to you know be dating anytime soon because I just got a long-term relationship. I'm still pretty raw. But the uh, having a named sword seems like the kind of thing that would not go over is super great with like lots of <laughs> girls. Like I I could see you could explain it or like if somebody got to know me they'd be like, "Oh, of course, Gary has a name sword." That's cool, <laughs> but like just as a first impression, like oh. if you met somebody with a name sword, you didn't actually know anything else about them, it would be difficult to
1: well, if I met somebody with a name sword but didn't know anything else about them, that would mean that the person's led with the fact that they had a name I guess sword. That's true. <laughs> Which yeah. if you bring somebody <laughs> back and they see you have a sword on the wall, say oh i got that to commemorate this thing i did yeah you know to you know just to remember yeah. it by they don't have to know the name
0: <laughs> i guess that's true yeah you you just it'd just be a decoration Yeah, like you're just you a guy who to, owns a sword like, you don't have to unsheath it and, <laughs> and lay it at her feet yeah you know you don't have to swear some kind of fealty or anything yeah
1: you don't have to like T- test her aptitude with it to determine if she that is there. Like yeah. you don't have to like find out if the day drinker likes her.
0: I guess <laughs> like spin it in a circle and see if it. <laughs> the witching sword chooses. Spin the
1: day the drinker. Maiden.
0: The um, I uh, I just always think of like guys with swords on on their wall as being like a specific kind of guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. That I don't
0: I, identify as. I guess.
1: Yeah. Not, like
0: I, swords and shit I don't know why. I, why I, a lot of skulls in this room. Like, I don't know why I don't think that's cool, but I, for some reason, having a sword on the wall feels like a different level to if, me. It if,
1: if, if feels like a, a step too far. I don't know. I think, a that, I think, I think, a, uh, I think having a sword, a sword seems like an easy thing to hide if you don't oh, want to yeah. lead with it. Especially,
0: yeah, especially if I had it built like a concealed sword mm-hmm. which would be an awesome surprise for anybody who i want to kill with a concealed sword
1: yeah no just get one of those shotgun racks for under your bed oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Just,
0: get, get a pillow sheath yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 no I, th- I think that uh i think that a sword if you want a sword get a sword live live your truth no, no,
0: like, i'm not trying to ask for, <laughs> you permission for permission to get a sword i'm not from gonna make or any less the listeners. of you
1: um, but I guess, I guess what I'm saying is you probably don't have to have as many hang ups about it as it seems I probably like you don't, have. it's true, just because, you know,
0: it's, yeah, it's right, it's probably true. Also, because if I wanted to get like the sword from the book as a memento, I could, yeah, and that was, wouldn't be that weird. No, it's yeah. kind
1: of like, oh, I wrote this thing and this, this yeah. sword reminds me of this thing, and yeah. I would like every to every time I, I look run. at the
0: sword, I'm like, oh, it's the thing from the thing, yeah, you exactly. So, so I like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what get on my room, why do I explain myself to you? <laughs>
1: I invited you in. I can invite you to leave. Good day.
0: Good day, madam. Me and Daydrinker are going to play Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah.
1: I don't know. I guess I just haven't encountered a sword that I like enough to own.
0: Yeah, I guess. Well, the sword chooses the the wielder. Oh,
1: true. So So, the right sword is not found to me. Yeah, exactly. Can you ever truly own a sword?
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. Anywho, let's talk about that photophage.
1: Yeah, photophage. <laughs> we did a good job of padding out that empty level.
0: It's true, yeah. um,
1: but photophage—it's uh, kind of like a like an IQ. cube. This actually reminds me of like a boss from Titan Souls or something like. Yeah. that. Um, yeah. Um. But um, uh, it's an i cube that kind of like warps around in this
0: grid-like fashion. It leaves decoys of itself behind itself. Well, they're not decoys. You can kill the. De- well, I mean, I never. Th- Man, I guess we read this boss differently because huh. I thought. I can thought of it similar to that one Mega Man 2 boss where they're the little things that spawn. Oh. And I thought you had to just kill all of them. Like, I thought there were multiple iterations of this thing and you had to kill all of them. I don't, yeah,
1: so, but, like, the the fact that it... They, that it starts with just the one cube and it seems to abandon its body and create a new one. There's like this definite arc. Yeah, no, it, it
0: kind of yeah, moves in a direction. Well, sometimes it does, but sometimes it'll jump from side to side. Yeah. Like it'll be on the lower right and then that one will stay and then it will teleport mm-hmm. over the left. Yeah. I'm, I'm hand motioning, which I shouldn't do. I'm <laughs> only doing it because we're in person.
1: When, when um, I describe it as an arc, what I mean is like it spawns a, a bunch of these until I got the sense it was spawning a bunch of these until it ran out. Okay. And then it like what it was doing was like transferring or jumping its consciousness from one to another, and that's why, like, certain ones of them would wake up. Only one of them would ever be active, and after he spawned the maximum of them, you you started destroying them.
0: Like, that makes sense, too. I just thought that there were... I wonder if you kill it fast enough, you stop it from... That would be the test like whether you yeah. whether there are a finite number of them that you have or a minimum number you have to destroy mm-hmm. or if you are quick enough on the trigger you can stop it from destroying more. Yeah. I just thought there were just enough like there's like 16 of these or whatever and you just had to kill all of them. Yeah. Um, Actually like this was I think maybe the last boss I really like mm-hmm. in the game like it's hard but I still like it because yeah. it's it's unlike any other boss in the game.
1: It has an idea behind it. Yeah. 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 Um,
0: know. Which you can't say that for every boss in Blaster Master.
1: <laughs> right yeah but like it looks really cool, like it feels like it fits into the you yeah know, like it fits in with the blackness almost
0: it fits in with the technology too, like this is the tech area, so this is yeah. the weird tech cube boss,
1: yeah, um but yeah, like other than that, kind of moving around it does uh kind of these spread shots or like these homing star yeah. kind of things, but that isn't really as dangerous as it moving around
0: yeah, like the way that uh I ended up taking him out was just dr- figuring out so I knew the pattern of where he was at. And then just getting there and just slamming on the grenade button, like right next to him. So trying to kill the new version or the, you know, the iteration or whatever one it is as fast as it spawned. Because they, they don't take very many hits individually. Right. It's just a trick of whether you can get over to him while he's vulnerable before he leaves a, you know, a husk or deactivates, you know, that version deactivates or whatever one it is. Yeah. Um, after you beat him, you get the hover. Um ability yeah. for your tank, which allows you to do what it says. Um, you have a very <laughs> limited amount of, like, juice for it. yeah. And uh, you want to collect this. You can collect this before you get the ability, and it will actually count for you. Mm-hmm. So you can fill up your hover meter before you actually have hover. Yeah, It won't show, but it's worth collecting um, because you actually will need it pretty soon.
1: Like, right away. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, I was out of that, I think, maybe uh, in backtracking through the area. I used it up just kind of like, Whee, I can hover now. Yeah. And when I needed it, because what you have to do is you have to backtrack through all of the area you have covered so far and get back to the very first screen of the game yeah. to get to the next area. Which, which
0: is not as bad as it sounds because again we can blast through those walls and no, those Dark Souls shortcuts. Yeah.
1: yeah. And also yeah. like if you're not stopping to take detours uh, through these areas mm-hmm. or through the through the labyrinths, like this the uh, you know, the, the platforming world is not that huge.
0: No, not at all. Um, but yeah, so you need to use the hover and like, it's not a toy. <laughs> like you're not supposed to have fun. Like this is a very limited resource,
1: <laughs> which baffles me because double jump, if I'm given double jump, I'm going to double jump.
0: Yeah. And it, and it is useful just in dodging things and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, the physics of it are really satisfying, but it's just such a precious resource. Yeah. And I'm so adverse to farming that like, I don't want to use it up. Yeah. Um, cause there are other points later, like this is not a ability that they give you and then forget about, like there are other points later where you're going to need it as well. Yeah. Um, but here you're using to climb the wall that was the thing that was immediately to your left when you started, which I think is kind of neat, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's counterintuitive and people got stuck on it. But it's kind of cool that, like, oh, this world is actually goes in directions you didn't think. Yeah. You know, that's pretty neat. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. But you climb up and then you descend through this tree. Yeah. Into the sewer.
0: Yeah. You get to the sewer level, of this game, which is very maze-like. Oh, yeah. Um, like, extremely maze-like. And it's a sewer level, so everything looks the same. Yep. Um, which is a bummer. Helpful. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but this is kind of neat because it shows you where you're ultimately trying to end up. At the beginning, there are these locked blocks. Yeah. Um, so you assume, okay, I'm looking for some kind of key, and that ends up being the the module that you that you get at the end of this yeah. stage.
0: Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer because it's a key, and collecting keys is never that fun. Yeah. But it is, uh, it is cool that you have a goal. And it also helps to know where you want to go afterwards. It gives you a sense of direction. Yeah. Which is really valuable.
1: Especially after this big leap of faith that you made. Yeah. You know?
0: Um, the uh, the overhead areas in this in this section are some of my least favorite um, yeah. because of uh, the robots that you fight. Like it, actually, there are plat there's platforming in it. You can't jump, but there are like pathways through water, and the water is instant death. That doesn't bother me, but the robots that just kind of home in on you and shoot you um, are a bummer because it took me a long time to learn how to strafe in this game. And once you can strafe, they're not that big a deal because you can shoot and dodge. Until then, though, when you press the dodge, you're facing that direction and no longer shooting. So until you can strafe, they're really hard. How do you strafe? Um, You hold down the grenade button. Oh, wow. So I don't know how you beat some of the bosses without figuring that out. Like, that's kind of amazing because, like, (laughs) it's really key for, for... you know, a couple of the, the critters that you fight yeah. later.
1: No, so I definitely did not yeah. know how to
0: strafe. Yeah, that's that's how you strafe. I don't even know if it's like a feature or a bug, but like mm-hmm. you can strafe in this game and it makes the overhead sections way easier.
1: Yeah, no, without strafing, I like I mostly resorted to hitting and running. Yeah. Like just kind of like hoping that I could get, get into... Get
0: all the, the way of the bullets, you know, yeah. but then you get hit and lose your gunpower and then you get to the end boss and it makes these guys really suck. Yeah. So, Huh.
1: Well, I wonder how much my opinion of the bosses would change. Probably not much, because it sounds like we're both similarly no. They're met. still like they're yeah. still not.
0: Even when you can strafe, they're easier, but they're still just not that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even like from this kind of point on, even at best. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. Also, so you're fighting these kind of little versions of you, but you're also. Um, this is like a multi-part labyrinth. So instead of just having this little like diverticula that you're going into, um, you're th- there are multiple entrances to the same big space to the point where this kind of feels like the actual level. Yeah. And the side-scrolling part is just trying to find the right vantage point in. Yeah. And it's
0: yeah. It's, it's like like the du- the Lost Woods dungeon and uh, Link to the Past. Yep. Yep.
1: And it's a little bit frustrating because you can see <laughs> other places, but if you get to the very end, you still have to backtrack all the way through
0: the, um, the speed run for this that actually goes through the sewer. Like there's one that skips it, but the speed run that goes through it uses damage boosting to get uses that fact to get through this level really quickly. Cause you can Mm. actually make one of the bad guys hit you and knock you through the water onto another platform. So you can skip huge portions of this level if you know how to do it. Um, but again, that's just trivia. Like it's nobody, no regular user is going to be expected (laughs) to do that. Um,
1: uh these also have water pits yeah do
0: um, that's that's so. what you're jumping over that's the thing that's separating the different areas that we're talking about yeah um the boss is is your frog mm-hmm. so it's actually fred yeah oh no <laughs> it's our baby boy yeah it, it it is uh you know so it kind of like after you kill your pet frog that you went down here to save like it kind of begs the question like what are you doing
1: <laughs> down here
0: or also like why do you do this like it <laughs> It it kind of weird and that's where like the theming that was tacked on in the American version starts feeling strange, mm-hmm. you know. Like they they picked this boss, like a smaller <laughs> version of this boss on purpose. Yeah. You know? Like it could have been his pet squirrel. It could have Yeah, been. it could have been, you know, it could have been something that you don't get and they could have just shown it at the end, but instead it's something they chose to be the boss, you know, of of this level. Yeah. Um yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh I really don't like this boss actually because yeah. this is the first time they introduced kind of like time sensitive um, weak points
0: yeah it's so when he opens his mouth um, so he jumps up and down three times and then opens his mouth to do one of a couple different attacks um, and you just need to be able to figure out which attack it is soon enough to dodge it and then still be able to hit him while his mouth is open yeah and that's the 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 first part of it's the hard... I mean, I guess the, that's the hard part, though, is just having the timing. Like, if his mouth was open for twice as much time, it wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah. Like, he would be a good boss, then. Because mm-hmm. he actually is, you know, you have to avoid him while he's moving around, and then the attacks are all dodgeable. You know, mm-hmm. you can figure out how to get out of the way. It's just that you can't do both. Like, you have time to either hit his mouth or dodge, yeah. but not both.
1: So you have to soak those
0: heads. Yeah, and that sucks.
1: Yeah. And also, the, the his most prevalent attack, at least this version of this boss, because we're going to see him again, um, is the tongue. Lash. oh yeah. yeah and if you are trying to attack him from the front i eventually figured out to attack him from the side yeah um but if you're trying to attack him from the front you're just like right in the line of fire yeah and, and It'll
0: you can argue that that's uh training you for the next time you run into this guy but then also the last boss yeah has some elements of that but it's still kind of a bummer just because again just numbers like it just should have been a little bit more forgiving i think yep. um but you get that key that we need to go back to the uh the beginning of this level yeah um and yeah yeah, it's pretty
1: cool though because I don't think the game does this enough to to use the key on the second block that you need to. You actually you have to get out and climb over mm-hmm. the level. I wish that it did more of
0: that. It makes actually. sense too because like a a door can or a car cannot use a key. <laughs> you use a key on a car, <laughs> not, not the other way around. Um, uh, They do more of that getting out stuff in this next level, which I ended up really liking. Oh, yeah. Um, This is Area 5, which is the water level. It's Meridia. (laughs) Yeah, it's very similar to to Meridia, for sure. Um, (laughs) In that, like, as the tank, um, you don't have the ability to get around in water yet. Mm -hmm. Um, You can't swim, but as Jason, you can. And you spend almost this entire level outside of the tank. Yeah. Like, uh, which is really cool. Like, you've gotten very reliant on on the tank and and that empowerment, and they strip it away. Mm -hmm. Um, And it becomes a different kind of game where, like, uh, I end up avoiding enemies much more frequently here than facing them because I'm so much worse as Jason.
1: It becomes so much more tense.
0: Yeah, I really, I really liked it. Like, and it has kind of like an actual sense of atmosphere to it <laughs> because being underwater, you know, in an, in an alien place is weird and scary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more so than just being in an alien place. Like, I, li- I really like this level. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and you're pretty much exclusively fighting things that can maneuver, that can maneuver better than you. Yeah. So it's it, it, it again, it's that uh, Half-Life ichthyosaur problem. Yeah. Where like oh you're in this that you're in this thing's element.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just going to keep referencing stuff you have to put on there.
0: Um, I, I it's still, it's still my. I, I'm trying to come up with like the rule. I'll write a backer blog about it at some uh-huh. point. But, like the rules about what I'm going to take show notes on. Mm-hmm. And the the Ikyosaur is what made me do it. But I think as a general rule, I'm not going to do it for games we've done for the show. Yeah, I think like, I, I think that, that seems like a good thing. So thus, Lost Woods not mm-hmm. the show notes. Yeah, Half Life Ikyusaur is specific enough. Yeah, to show up. <laughs> but this is the last time. <laughs> it's going on the House of Leaves list.
1: So, <laughs> well, it's a general idea is what makes water levels scary yeah yeah is the reduced uh, the reduced mobility um so this level has a great gimmick um and kind of not very awesome enemies like the new thing that it introduces are these boulder enemies but it's still more just more bomb throwing
0: yeah yeah and the like scuba men yeah. which are just maneuverable like regular soldiers but i think the idea like they're not that great but the idea is just you're not supposed to fight them mm-hmm. like you need to avoid them yeah um
1: What's funny is like effectively the boss for this comes halfway through the level. Because yeah, because that, this level has too, a turn.
0: Yeah, because yeah, you, uh, which is the uh, hard shell. Another crab. Yep, another another crab. Um, a a trickier crab. And the way that this crab works is that if you have maximum gun health, you can position yourself at the bottom of the screen in the center and just tap, and you'll win <laughs> because your maximum like the highest your projectiles will destroy the enemy's projectiles. And at highest gun uh, level, your projectiles will go, will destroy them and go through them. If you have even one notch less than highest, though, um, when he gets to his third phase and he just starts really spitting out yeah. bubbles like crazy, um, you won't out-damage him. Like, your projectiles will just get stopped on his bubbles, mm-hmm. and you won't be able to hit him during his times that he's open. Oh. So it's like, or at least I found. So it was a real bummer. Like, otherwise, you, it's either boring... Or really hard, mm-hmm. and not, you know, it's never that like it's never interesting, you know. Yeah, so
1: so without knowing that, like I didn't know about that uh tug of war that you're playing there, and without knowing how to strafe, this actually ended up I kind of ended up going into a little bit of like a bullet hell trance as mm. as as, as, I, as I did more damage and as the projectiles got more intense, I started focusing on just like I need to find safe areas on the floor, yeah, to let me like. Okay, I'm going to get an opportunity to get a shot here, but it's going to take a lot of dancing to get there.
0: Which would be cool if he, if uh he didn't take as many hits to kill. Right. Like that would be fine, but he just he takes so much damage.
1: Um it's weird. It sounds like you actually have the right strategy for it.
0: It was but it wasn't it, was, it was it was more effective, but it wasn't that fun. Mm. Yeah. You know, it, like it was kind of a bummer just because of that. Like and again, it would just been be a little bit more forgiving with the gun mm-hmm. limit thing and it would have been great. Yeah.
1: Uh, the pickup you get here is the dive module, and so this is what makes it feel a little bit more graceful in the water. Um, and when, when when I say that this level has a turn, you know you're gonna, you're going to maneuver back to your tank, and then in order to get out of this area, you're going to kind of like go into different parts of area five um, and kind of like see different sides of these screens that you've already been in. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yep. Um On area six, which is an ice level, um, the game so it is your tank and yourself are slippy. at this point
1: yeah and that is frustrating especially in the top down sections
0: yeah i find it more frustrating in the top down sections than the tank sections yeah like the tank sections um if i was good on hover juice like you could use that to a course correct a lot of the time yeah and i never actually minded it but the overhead sections they operate a little bit like you can't really stop on ice um so you just kind of they just put a bunch of cheap you know slip and slides that yeah. led to spikes exactly yeah
1: uh the toughest part about the side scrolling sections is that they bring the mines back in a big bad way yeah. so they will set up these runs again where you slip and slide into
0: them Would, which is like clever defense if you have a place where people can't <laughs> control where they're at like put mines there you know but it was frustrating you.
1: yeah um so this is kind of one of the places where you have to start making your own path Mm-hmm. through uh through ice blocks i thought that was kind of clever i wish they did a little bit more of it but they're just kind of like here is a door up here towards the of st- the top of the screen yeah and a big block thing so you just kind of have to creatively make your own platform
0: well it comes back in a, a lot in the next area yeah or the next area and in, a little bit in level eight um maybe not level eight maybe i'm thinking level seven but i really like the the level that's themed around that yeah it's really really fun um yeah so you uh you know you move through this area It's very linear, but it's you know, uh, difficult because you can't move, you know, well, and it's just messing with that sense of traversal that yeah. you've kind of mastered throughout the game.
1: Yeah, and this is like we're on the downward climb um, of level complexity. Yeah, here too. Yeah, yeah.
0: so yeah, you just—it's a kind of a beeline to the the last little maze <laughs> where you fight the frozen crabulus. <laughs> just, like, which is like something that happens to crabs. <laughs> yep. Like for food, they get frozen.
1: Well, no, like uh, um, I know in oh gosh, third grade. We had pet crayfish that we hmm. had to feed crushed up cat food and stuff. And I forget why, but like if you freeze a crayfish, it will just go into a torpor. Okay. And like it'll just go to sleep. So like that we had to do that for some reason. We all thought they were going to die, but nope, they just come back to life.
0: We, so crayfish are the same thing as crawdads, right?
1: Yes. I believe okay. that's probably just a, a regionalism. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, we went out to a crick and we, uh, we yeah, found some crawdads. some crawdads. Yes. Yeah.
0: Huh. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> yeah. Huh.
1: Here, let me spit on my chaw.
0: Yeah. Crick jaw. Yeah. It is a, a. So, this crab is a harder version of our regular crabulus. Mm-hmm. So, kind of a bummer. Like, crabulus <laughs> was fine. This crab. When did this crabulus become sexier than that crabulus? <laughs>
1: like. Has science gone too far? <laughs> I don't know. But, uh,. <laughs> the only real difference here is they he just has more EMA attacks. Yeah, it's kind of just the same. There maybe like he increases it the too, frequency, like health. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just like a numbers thing. Yeah, it sucks because like in general the bosses look cool. Like you're fighting these big massive sprites. Um, I wish that they hadn't run out of juice.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, each individual boss looks really beautiful and is, is you know pretty coolly designed, but they just reuse them too often. The um another thing that's just like a, a limitation of the the platform, I think, is the power up you get for this is the wall climbing ability, mm-hmm. um, which I was thinking about how good this would be on a controller with more buttons. Yes. Like if you could toggle it, it'd be awesome.
1: Yeah. Oh, just if like, oh, you hold down the left trigger yeah. as you approach. Yeah, left
0: trigger, you you climb up walls. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you just behave normally. Because yep. this ability and the next ability you get cost me more, like cost me <laughs> a lot of health Yep. Um, through getting used to it. And like it takes a long time to get used to being able to climb up walls now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't climb up ceilings. So it's like you, if you go to the edge of a platform, you have to jump off. Otherwise, you'll start going down it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you get to the next little bit, when you get to where you'd be on the bottom, you just fall. Mm-hmm. And that, they position a lot of spikes there that will kill you for that.
1: Yeah. So you have to unlearn everything you know about platformers because normally you can just skate right off of the edge of something, and now you cling to the core.
0: Yeah. yeah. So it, it, you can get used to it. It's not like insurmountable.
1: You have two areas to do it, and yeah. thankfully it's not till like kind of the break between level seven and area eight where they're you know where they're actually expecting you to think about the space in a different
0: way. Mm-hmm.
1: Now it's just something that if you remember that you can do it, it's a way to not have to hover as much.
0: Yeah, yeah. So again, though, but like it would be awesome with a toggle. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is a really kind of innovative ability for an NES game.
1: Yeah. Um, And this lets you kind of, again, you do another backtrack through to World 2, which is kind of like the uh, the hub of this area um, to get to Area 7, which is the fire area, which Mm -hmm. has just intense, intense music. Like... snare kind of military
0: mm. sound one of the things that I keep bringing up the speed running because it's the most recent bit of research I've done um, is that the version they were playing the European version on a PAL system which played normally but sped up the music so oh. all the music was at like 1.5 speed and this <laughs> sounded like super super metal huh. like this this music at fast fast speed <laughs> is, is really really intense
1: yeah No, I'd like to hear that <laughs> ooh sirens yeah yeah <laughs> let's see the here. blood curse about
0: mm. <laughs>
1: uh, let's see here so this is the this is the level where they're asking you to do more of that carving because this is volcanic you do get a sense that there is just uh, it's very unstable
0: mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's pretty like it's kind of puzzle like like sometimes you'll be like I'm in the upper left part of a room I need to get to the lower right how do I get there you know being able to only shoot forward and up? Yeah. You know, there are tricks you can do by walking on walls and then be able to shoot downwards and actually tunnel. But you can get through all of them just shooting forward, just figuring out how to do it. Yeah. Um,
1: it's very cannily designed, the way they place those platforms and the
0: drops. Yeah. I, I really dig it.
1: Yeah. Um, but in between those kind of puzzle areas, this is kind of filled with all of the, kind of just straightforward runs. Yeah. Um, where they just have enemies jumping up from the lava
0: Stage, yeah, just like not really well designed rooms, just where they just throw a bunch of enemies yeah,
1: at you. But we need space to make these things fit together.
0: Yep, yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is
1: where they introduce uh, right after you get the ability to go on walls yourself. Enemies that go on walls and actually will jump at you um, horizontally. Yeah, uh, from yeah the
0: when they when they see you, so you gotta gotta avoid those guys. Um, yeah,
1: nothing special about the labyrinths here. Um, no, what I can remember, it's still. They're kind of finding; they've just found their level of complexity.
0: Mm-hmm. And we get through there, you fight Freddy again. Yep, Solar so I guess, Freddy. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Solar Freddy. <laughs> maybe I don't know if that's a reference to. This, I can't write it down.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's uh, the abstract suffering for Solar Jetman.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your fake Bowie song. Yeah. The um, there we go. The uh, uh, Solar Freddy, which makes me think like, how many like frogs are down here? So maybe you haven't. Killed your frog? I guess. I think
1: so. I think that maybe he's Fridays? just down from the down for the count.
0: Or when he goes down into this thing, he starts budding other freddies from his back that all have elements.
1: Oh, it's like uh, it's like the G Burke.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, or like gremlins too. It's being sunsoft like he just starts creating different versions of himself. So this is the solar gremlin.
1: So what makes him solar is the fact that he's in this fire level and not much else. He has a he has some. Uh flame aspect to his tongue mm-hmm. and also will fill some of the area with fire but otherwise uh the thing that makes the freddy fight the freddy fright uh, the freddy, <laughs> <fart>. <laughs> the freddy, the freddy Fright has freddy fright
0: Ooh. hey i'm robert england <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. hey kids <laughs> uh,
1: anyway <laughs> there's a nightmare on my street <laughs> <laughs> I just, I like, is he dead as Freddie england dead. oh yeah that oh, yeah. is fuck okay yeah, right. was, yeah <laughs> it just i would love if he did uh the, he has tasted thing the this, day um, drinker what's that
0: no i <laughs> know <laughs> i i said he has tasted the day drinker okay so
1: i would love to just see you know sometimes stars like get a hold of their own property oh yeah <laughs> so just like so if he had control over what freddy did how could oh that. my goodness yeah huh. um i don't know anything about the man aside from the Freddy. Uh but uh the thing that makes the Freddy fight the Freddy fight and thus kind of sucky is just that limited window of
0: Yeah, it's it's the same thing. It's not that much harder, just more of it. Um after this you get the thing that allows you to walk on the ceiling, the wall two ability. So I guess <laughs> ceilings are kind of like the second version of a wall. Yeah, second order. Yeah. If you if, if you're a dipshit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah. Well if you think if you're if you you dipshits it, out there. I, 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 a floor is just a wall. for You never feet. met. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. No. <know>. Oh God. <laughs> I'm just picturing a calendar. A, f- a floor is the wall upon which you hang your art, which is you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like turn your to do list into a today list. Um. Yeah. Th- this thing. So this also has the same problems that the wall one does, mm-hmm. in that you, you know, but it is a li- because you're you're not going to fall when you get to that edge. You're just going to walk, go like loop around. <laughs> and, um and, and it, they, yeah, they start putting enemies on the bottom half too because they know you're going to be there, mm-hmm. um, which makes that difficult.
1: Yeah, and and this kind of has the same problem of of anything that anything that has you going upside down, where you, the the directions are maintained. So in order yeah. to continue going right, you have to you have to press left. Yeah, as you go off at the end of a. Yeah, it's a little little confusing, but I, I would probably be saying the same thing if it didn't. I don't think there is a there's a really intuitive way to handle that. No, which is kind of what makes this makes this interesting because I, you know. It makes you think about the level geometry in a different way, and the puzzle that gets you into the final area, where you have to ride along the ceiling for a whole screen, mm-hmm. is is super ingenious. Yeah. I think is like, and the and the whole last area is kind of taking advantage of that. But like, wow, th- that's kind of where they conserved their um, imagination for.
0: I think yeah, yeah. The getting to this and actually the content of the last level is pretty strong. Yeah, um, because you're actually using these things you you've received, and keep in mind like out of like cool traversal stuff you've received in the game, the water one just allows you to use water. You know, go in water in that one stage. We never see water again. Yeah, um, hover is a traversal thing, but then these wall things are really the the cool new verbs you've gotten. So it is like a miniature version of a more ambitious Metroidvania. Yeah. You know, like it really just kind of throws all of that into this last level, which is cool that it ends on a high note, but it just it made me wish that they had done a little bit more, spread it out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not to nitpick too much, but yeah. um
1: but this last area, it is the end of Contra. It's techno organic intestine organic meat walls.
0: Yeah. With these cool kind of navigation puzzles where you have to figure out how to use um your ceiling Cleaning ability to mm-hmm. get to these uh, different doors. Yeah,
1: so these become little puzzle boxes, and this is probably the most time you're going to spend in an individual room. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and it, it goes back and forth. They're not all puzzle rooms. Some of them are just like gauntlets. Like yeah. it kind of goes back and forth between like heavy combat rooms, breather levels, and then these puzzle rooms. Mm-hmm. It's you know really well paced. Like at the end, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, they also do a lot with uh, the geometry in this. Like they are just rooms or hallways that exist to look like intestine. Yeah. They just kind of wind and wind around.
0: Yeah. Um, the, you uh, eventually get to the final labyrinth, which just puts you in the middle of a room with lots of exits and surrounded by blocks. Um, <laughs>
1: this is where the block
0: spawning gets frustrating. <laughs> well, you, just, you have to tap, a tap, a tap a lot, yeah. but it's nice because you will get, you're likely to get your health filled up and everything before the boss, yeah. um, which is cool.
1: But yeah, you just have to find, you have to go through all of the empty rooms until you find the one that will spawn the final boss, which yep. is right at the top.
0: Yep. Um, and you fight the plutonium boss. <laughs> um, which is on the cover of the game. So it's a super sweet monster. You saw at the cover of the game who I think looks like, uh, like a, an, an anatomical chart of a lady's reproductive system. Huh? A little bit. Doesn't it look like a little bit like, uh, a, uh, a- I'm looking at the cover of the World's yeah, of Power. Let me Bunk, look at yeah. it too to make sure. I, yeah. I, I no, want no, it's it. got yeah. the, like the shoulder horns of the
1: fallopian tubes, and yeah, it's, it's got a, the
0: two, yeah, the two little like paths of the ovary, and then the yeah, it looks long like central. a head. Uh. It, it has that kind of that same basic shape that I remember being terrified by in <laughs> like anatomy books as a kid. We're just like, ah, oh! <laughs> <laughs> this
1: this this crazy alien geometry.
0: Yeah. Like what?
1: Huh? And women are scary,
0: aren't they? Yeah, well, the, like, <laughs> like I, I, I I was weirded out by that. Now I realize it's a beautiful thing, but at the time I was, you know, pre-weirded out by that. But that's what the plutonium boss looks like to me. Yeah, I,
1: I always get the like like a xenomorph vibe from it. Yeah, a little bit, and like this is the cover of the game too. Yeah, and you're seeing it, and the, like that is such a disconnect, especially upon first first blush of the game. Like it looks cartoony, and you get out, and you kind of look, look like
0: Bomberman. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, it's super adorable, and it's not until you get to this final level where this level of eagerness yeah kind of sets yeah, in.
0: yeah yeah because before this they were all recognizable shapes and this is just kind of a monstrosity yeah of some kind
1: uh, so this guy i guess he spits out his gallstones yeah <laughs> but, but you have yeah. these boulders that you have to sh- the, the, the the trick is you have to keep on firing to keep them in the air because if you've hit them recently they won't hit you yeah and so you're kind of juggling them up and trying to buy yourself an opportunity to just attack its 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 mouth, which is just always open.
0: Yeah, like his, this is actually not a bad boss fight no. either. Like as far as boss fights in the game go, um, I, I previously said I didn't enjoy any past the the fourth level, but that's not quite true. Yeah, um, or third level or whichever one it was. Yeah. The um, yeah, so this guy's not too bad, but he's actually not the final boss. You think he is in the fiction of the Worlds of Power book? You think it's the Plutonium Lord or Plutonium Boss? He's on the cover, but there's actually one boss after this, mm-hmm. the uh, the Underworld <laughs> Lord. Yes.
1: So I assume that in the lore of the Japanese version this is the Space Emperor.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But in this it's just a flame knight that comes out of nowhere.
0: It is weird that you're fighting a giant humanoid. Yeah. Like no other bosses have felt like that. Um and he's really <laughs> this, like if this was your dad like he didn't <laughs> run away, he fell down this hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all a dark metaphor for what happened. He put you in this not send the second. in yeah. the zoo. Um the but uh, I don't think you're really equipped to fight this guy fairly. Yeah. Um, I there's like an exploit you can do where you can get into a blind spot. That's what where, I. That's up. what I did too, and I, I didn't do it at first. Like I tried a bunch of times to fight him fairly, and I just couldn't do it. So I ended up doing this exploit.
1: Yeah, but he has a flame whip and he's got a shield. I never tried to attack him from the from the shield side. Yeah, I was kind of in survival mode. Does that do anything? No, it's okay. just an
0: uh, indicator of his life. Okay. So cool. as his, you takes he takes more damage, his shield starts breaking down.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a little bit of a breather, honestly. Like you know, with that, <laughs> with that uh, exploit where he can get into his blind spot, I didn't feel so much like it was an exploit. It was mm-hmm. just kind of like noticing his pattern and noticing the angles at which he could, yeah, he could attack. So. Yeah.
0: What we're talking about just in case it doesn't make sense is that, like, there's a place you can stand where he can't hurt you. Yeah. Um, and you can just stand there. and. But he moves
1: him. around super quickly, so you have to kind of, like, always be Yeah.
0: Fixed. Yeah. He's just so fast. Like, it, if I, you know, I got, you know, I did good damage to him before I did the exploit, too. But I wouldn't have been able to do it without strafing. Yeah. Just because you just move so much slower than he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, after you uh, you beat him um you get your end scene um with Jason sitting on Sophia looking off into the distance like i guess now you're this guy <laughs> like you're no longer a kid with a frog like you're off to go through the real world and yeah. you now fighting wars and stuff i guess like, he's I got a,
1: he's got his helmet off it's like kane at the end of IV, yeah.
0: which made sense because kane's like a ronin and he's gonna yeah. go off and you know have sad adventures but i was just like literally hours ago i was just like looking for my pet frog like, it's so weird
1: yeah um also Freddy is there like Freddy oh, is yeah. sitting on top of the car with you yeah so yeah. he
0: either you weren't killing fred or uh he got
1: you were shooting some sense into him
0: yeah exactly exactly <laughs> you blasted him into into mastering his own his own Ooh. form again that's Ooh. the title makes sense yeah exactly <laughs> which the title does not, i mean i guess you are a master of blasting oh well,
1: yeah you blast a lot you're you verb And this is blast you do
0: a lot of blasting
1: yeah but um, um so you're, you're looking off into the distance and yes you are this guy most of the sequels kind of imply that he's hid sophia away in a barn on his family's property Yeah. yeah. and like whenever there's more trouble from the underworld he he, he puts on the boots again
0: Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. like, it's a cool premise for for anything. Yeah. You know, cool boy adventure. I can get down with a boy yeah, adventure. Commander like, Keen. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, the... exactly. It's all like that, yeah. Um. So I, I can dig that. And uh, yeah, and then the sequels, you know, they, they talk about his kid and everything. Yeah. But that, that's a, that's more or less Blaster Master. That's Blaster Master. So
1: I'm happy we did this because it feels like we're rounding out the different kinds of NES platforms we can do. I mean, last year, around this time, we did Contra and Little, Little, Little Nemo, Nemo. Yeah. you know, from these two big developers. And, you know sunsoft has mostly been present on abject suffering in the network yeah. so far um and yeah it's just great to get a different a different view into this i'd love to get like some nes era like how oh, kind of stuff sure <laughs> you know as like our next uh, nes platform yeah
0: it would be tricky though because i don't want to do another kirby game yeah i, like, I feel like true. we did the 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 ur kirby like you know the best yeah. not the ur but the best kirby game yeah um already the um but yeah, there, there aren't, like, the NES, because as much as I love it, like, when it came to platformers, there are only so many ways to do it successfully, mm-hmm. and we are trying to get all of them, and I'm glad we got uh, this one, because I remember liking Sunsoft games as a kid, no. which is weird, like, because they have kind of a bad reputation, because there are bad Sunsoft games. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't exclusively have a bad reputation, but they have a mixed reputation, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, like, my affection for Sunsoft comes from the bad game.
0: Yeah. Which is, which is really good. But and I, I like that game a lot too. And that would be a good thing to do at some point, maybe. You know, that is balls hard. Yeah. Um but you know, we we can handle it. We just did Castlevania. <laughs> so the um yeah. But this is uh you know, I played this when I was young, it was in my second wave. So I, you know, had my Mega Man two and Super Mario Brothers and Operation Wolf, which I played. And this is one of the first games I rented. Yeah. And played a lot. And never made it very far, but I really, really, really dug it as a kid. And then always meant to revisit it, but because it isn't doesn't pop up to the top of the list and isn't, doesn't have like a lot of um, kind of cultural cachet. It didn't occur to me to revisit until like way later. I played it when I was like 24 (laughs) or something like that on an emulator. Yeah. Um, And, and always really dug it. Like I like this game for what it tries to do, even if it's not perfect. Like, Last year we did Little Nemo and Contra, and I think both of those games are probably better and more playable today. Like, yeah, you had to put up with less bullshit in those games, um, but this is still really, really good and amazing when you view it in the the lens of its time. Yeah, you
1: know, I mean, this is '88, I think. Yeah, it's it's really really early. Like, yeah,
0: um, yeah.
1: So I dig it. I'm happy that we covered this. You know, I think that I maybe nitpicked a bit too much in the in the in the in the middle of it, but.
0: No, I mean, it's not, like, there are really, there are serious annoyances in the middle of it. Yeah. Like, it's not, you know, that's not you, that's the, the game. Like, yeah. there are parts that are not that fun to play that you would get through with kid patience. Yeah. you know, like, no problem. Um, but it's more just kind of respectable you know, like if somebody likes any if they like NES games in general, I think they should play it. Mm-hmm. If you don't like NES games in general, I still think you should probably play Contra. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you don't like you'll like Contra. You know, Contra's <laughs> worth like, Contra is important. If you don't like NES games, though, I don't necessarily know that you have to play this one. Like yeah. I would choose other things first. But this is definitely up there and is, is really good. Yeah. So I dig it. Cool. Thumbs uh, up. Yeah, thumbs up. What do we do next time, cool? Next time, Gary, we are doing System Shock Two. Yeah.
1: Uh, which is available. Um, On PC and Mac, um, Mm -hmm. you can get it either through Steam or through GOG, Mm -hmm. um, and it runs really well um, through either. Make sure that you mod it um, to a certain extent, at least for the weapon durability.
0: And it doesn't make it unplayable if you don't, but it's a better game without it. Um, And all those mods, if you just find the GOG forum, yep uh for it that'll give you a guide
1: they did like a blog post yeah. that wraps up how to do it and then links to the yeah. to the more popular they're really robots. good about
0: that too which is like makes me wish everything was on gog because <laughs> steam doesn't do a great job no that steam
1: stuff. just will sell you yeah. games that don't run yeah um. like,
0: consistently like now they offer refunds which is great but like i bought a lot of games that don't run from steam mm-hmm. so um yeah so we're doing that i'm really excited about that and that's gonna be our halloween uh, episode
1: yeah very excited about that. Um, and then after that, we've got um, our live episode oh, yeah. about Castlevania, mm-hmm. um, and that one's coming out.
0: Yeah. I'm really glad we're not doing that back-to-back with us, too. Yeah. Because they—that's uh, a little bit too much NES stuff in one Just one go. Just a bit. And, and similar to this one, um, even though this hasn't been that short, but that will also be a shorter episode because we have well, a limited have live, of time. Yeah.
1: So it's live. We're going to be a little bit more breezy um, yep. about, the, about the details. Yeah. Um, and then after that, Gary, we'd have to talk about how to handle this because... Uh, we. Because I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> like... So we got to cram it in. Oh, no, um, no. It's uh, the 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 polling time hasn't mm-hmm. closed oh, okay. for the uh, for the stealth poll.
0: We're just, it's um, just not announce it yet. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, you can check the social channels for that. The options there are Hitman, Blood Money, uh, Siren, Blood Cursed, Splinter Cell, Chaos Theory, uh, Tenchu... Stealth Assassin, Stealth Assassin. I, I just you about got it. Deadly Shadows. An empty All these, the shadows. these
0: suffixes. <laughs> yep. Like, okay, everyone has a, put, a colon. Yeah, why did I not put that together? Like, it's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> Deadly Shadows. Blood Curse. <laughs> deadly Money. Stealth Assassin. Blood Money. <laughs> the Blood Curse and Chaos Blood Money. Chaos <laughs> Like, yeah. those are real good. Those sound <laughs> fake. Yep. Uh, those sound <laughs> like <laughs> fake video games. Those sound
1: like parodies. If it was more of a landslide, <laughs> um,. <laughs> Who was going to win? I would feel comfortable announcing this uh, 24 hours before, it's mm-hmm. but uh, you know, let's let's give it a fair shake.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that it's not a, a landslide. Yeah. So. No,
1: I I really enjoy um, torturing people with these polls. Whenever we put one out, people say that it's a difficult choice. So yeah, that that means you know we're Again, choosing
0: good games for it
1: yeah and it, whoever whoever wins we win
0: yep exactly except
1: in the case of nine hours nine persons nine doors, then just i win
0: yeah which i, <laughs> I won because I, I got a chance to talk about it and i can start my like weekly podcast where i just complain about it once a week um,
1: the, um this isn't that
0: no no i know i said i can start um the uh, it'll be a sub podcast of this one the uh, after the credits just the uh, um yeah so if you are listening to this um uh you know thank you very much for uh doing that and you can support us financially if you go to patreon.com forward slash duck tv mm-hmm. um you can leave us ratings and reviews on itunes which is very helpful and you can tell people about the show which is also very helpful that's how people hear about it um so you can tweet it and or blog it or if just you're talking to somebody in person just be like hey here's this thing oh. like you li- you like frogs
1: check <laughs> us out <laughs> these guys like frogs too yeah yeah is um you know you know, the stuff like the Patreon is how we're able to be in the same room right now, um, Yeah, recording and not our usual setup. So I apologize if the audio is a little bit different. Um, but, uh, you know, we're here doing this live show, you know, for Portland Retro Games Expo. And that is a tremendous thing that we can really only afford because of your guys' generosity. Yeah, so. it's,
0: it's 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 flight and hotel and equipment that we have to use for it and renting out the booth and all these things that are expensive. Um, so this is like the most, you know, the single concrete uh, you know biggest expense of the year probably for now mm-hmm. and because we mes- hit that milestone goal we're going to do another one too mm-hmm. so you know we want to do this stuff we want to go to places different places where more people are able to make it out mm-hmm. um, and that's something to look forward to as well
1: yeah yeah cool well I believe that is just about it thank you everybody for listening
0: yeah um, yeah so uh, what should they watch out for until next time Cole
1: they should watch out for solar Freddy
0: that's pretty good all right <laughs> umbasa umbasa So this is another episode of uh, <laughs> of, of nine hours, one person, uh, nine bores. Zero love. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is uh, the reason why I was thinking about it again was because the, I found that Casey Green comic I tweeted. Did you see that?
1: Oh, the one about like, oh, is this a key Kane or yeah, something he just, like yeah, that? He just, he yeah, I just see finds
0: He's like, here's a key, Jumpy. And he's like, a key, I don't know, and looks at the key lock, and he's like, I can't tell. That is to say, I'm not sure. <laughs> i like... And it was just like, oh, that's really well realized for multiple reasons. Like, (laughs) yes, he's not saying anything. And yes, because how I... Boy, you can remind me if I I complain about this in the episode. But how often do they take fucking inventory of door keys they had in that game? Oh, you know, we talked about that. Yeah, okay. Every time it's just like, what? This symbol? It's strange. It looks like this. That's the symbol for Jupiter. Look, dog, we already fucking went over that when you picked up the key like an hour ago. Multiple people have told you that's Jupiter. Like, I remember it. Wait, wait a minute! This key is a
1: female sign. Well, actually, that's also Mercury, which yeah. is represented as Hermes, the god of keys. Yeah, which you
0: know, like, <laughs> somebody told you that already. These keys don't matter. Yeah, like, yeah even if you're even if you're oh like god, paying yeah. attention
1: to like the shell game they're playing with it, like yeah. and trying to figure out what impact that has on the ending, it doesn't fucking matter. No,
0: it, and and just remember that you have it. Like it's uh-huh. in your pocket. The whole thing is you're going through doors. Why wouldn't you remember the keys that you have? Yeah. Like you're, somebody's going to murder you. <laughs> like <laughs> dude, 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 dude. <laughs> like no, you're just playing that lounge music. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> play, yeah play me off. They're going to murder you, Jumpy.
1: <laughs> jumpy, you're drowning as far as you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, the love of your life is going to burn to death, and you're not doing it. You're just like, you know, stammering. <laughs> yeah. But this, wait, I don't. Yeah, but that is to say,
1: (laughs) um, this has been another episode of Nine nine Hours, One Person, Zero Love.
0: Yeah, Nine (laughs) Bores.